Welcome to Building Texas with Justin McKenzie and Summer Babarak, sponsored by the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation and Das Greenhouse. And now, here's your host, Justin McKenzie. Welcome to Building Texas, where we sit down with the most interesting people making an impact locally and around the state. I'm Justin McKenzie, and I'll be introducing you to the builders, creators, entrepreneurs serving your community and building the big ideas that are building Texas. You're on Bernie Radio 103.9. We are here this morning with Ben Thatcher, the city manager for the city of Bernie. Ben, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Justin. It's a pleasure. I'm excited about this conversation. Well, we're going to start with the opening question of how are you building Texas? But I want to give a little bit of an introduction about who is Ben and how did you get to Bernie? Okay, yeah, I'll start off really quickly, give you my 30-second elevator pitch. Uh, Ben Thatcher, I have just hit my three-year mark with the city of Bernie. Previously, I was with another city up in North Texas for about 18 years. I've been in local government for almost 22 years. I actually worked with another city, city of Denton, city of South Lake, both in the uh, North Texas area. COVID hit. We weren't looking to move. My family and I, we had a great community where we were at, but Bernie has always had a strong nostalgia aspect to it. And when that opening came out, uh, there was just something that hit me that thought, hey, let's really take a serious look at coming down to Bernie and blessed and fortunate to have this opportunity. And then, you know, right in the middle of COVID, trying to figure that out. Uh, then with these winter storms that we've had, that that's not uncharacteristic for typical communities. And so we've had a lot of uncertainty with certain issues we've had to deal with. And so, but it's been fun. My family's enjoyed. I got four boys, two have graduated from Bernie Champion, two little ones uh, going through the school system. Well, we really got to know each other at the baseball fields. Right. Where Bernie you, Little League. Bernie Little League. How do you get into coaching? And part of your strategy as an executive in the city is coaching. Right. So tell me, how, yeah. do, you, how do you make that jump? So I'll, I'll tell you really quickly. I got four boys. As I said earlier, uh, I grew up playing baseball, loved Little League, a lot of life lessons learned on any type of ball field, but really for me it was baseball. Played through high school, and then when I had my own family, I thought I'm going to, having spare time to spend with your kids is not always uh, easily available, and so I thought if I could do it on a baseball field, which I had a strong passion for and in teaching and coaching, and so that's been fun with my boys. Now, what I realized in the city world is that uh, we all have our natural strengths. You know, we bring those to whatever role we're in, but at the city world, I, I try to incorporate as much of my those natural strengths, and so that that is coaching. So I do a lot of, uh, spending a lot of time training, teaching, coaching, trying to, you know, make sure folks are in the right spots, doing the right things. Really with an organization of 300 employees, we're about a hundred million dollar operation. So I take it, uh, very seriously to make sure we're as efficient as possible doing the right things. And so that's not uncommon for even a sport, you know, a team an environment where a coach is trying to make sure everyone's doing the right things. It's interesting when you put it into the context of 100 people on your team, you're running a large revenue base, about $100 million a year. I learned so much coming into City Hall with a second grade field trip where we got to sit in the big room and see the big chairs. But it was a little bit shocking to me how little the chaperones, the kids, anybody in that room knew about how the city worked and what the city's responsibility was, what the mayor's responsibility is, city managers. Some of that's lost in translation. I think my biggest takeaway from that second grade field trip as an adult was that the mayor's really responsible for running two meetings a month, which is city council meetings. The rest of that is executed by the 100 team members that you talked about on your team. Help me understand that gap and help our listeners understand 
where's the breakdown? What they see the mayor, they see the city council, but where does the work really get done? Right, right. That was a fun uh, activity. Um, we do those frequently for schools. I always enjoy those opportunities so they can see how things are done. I love letting the kids sit up behind the council dais to get their pictures. Uh, really, uh, you know, even across Texas, cities are all f- structured a little differently. You know, cities are a creature of the state. They were formed by the state. We're fortunate that we are a home rule city. That means we can kind of chart our own course as long as it doesn't conflict with state law. Uh, there's another type of city in Texas called a general law city, which means the cities generally, you know, under 5,000 population, smaller cities. You can't do a whole lot of, of other outside the box type thinking that a home rule city can do. You can only do what the state actually prescribes you to do. And so that's even different from state to state across the country. In fact, I was talking to a, a friend of mine from Nevada who works for the city of North Las Vegas. They're a completely different set. They, they're a Dillon Law city. And, and so we were comparing notes, contrasting what I can do in, in a homo city versus what he can do in a Dillon Law city. And so it's just different from across the country. So when you have folks that move here from a different part of the state, they're familiar with their local government, you know, maybe in New England where that city actually is the school district too, provides that service. We don't do that, right? In Texas, independence is a strong characteristic of a lot of government governing entities in the state. So you have all these school districts that are independent-minded. You have all these county governments that are different than the cities. Other areas of the country, there might be cities and consolidated city and county governments that doesn't exist in Texas, right? So I think a lot of for a lot of folks, if they've moved here, migrated from another state, they're familiar with that and not really sure how it works in Texas. I do use every opportunity I can with any group to try to talk about what we do in Bernie. What is the what does the service palette look like that we offer? how we're striving for excellence in those services, and then also make the connection to the state legislature, right? Because we are bound by state law on what we can and can't do. And I think people are often surprised how much we are limited, even here in Bernie. They think we can just say no to this or we can go out and do that. But at the end of the day, there's probably a state law that really reins us in. You're listening to Building Texas on Bernie Radio 103.9. We're sitting here with the city manager for the city of Bernie, Ben Thatcher, and we're really learning more about how the city works, and Bernie is a home rule city. So as we talk about Building Texas, Ben, in your role, how are you building our part of Texas here in the city of Bernie? Yeah, great question. I often will tell my employees, you know, as a little tagline from our mission statement, that we are building a premier Hill Country community. And I often tell folks, too, who maybe not, maybe not understand how, what a city manager does, that I'm all about building quality of life. So first, r- right away when I came here in 2020, I wanted to understand what the city council's expectations were. I wanted to understand what the community, the residents, the city residents were seeking in their city government. And uh, from there, we create a mission statement, a vision statement, and uh, we go about tackling providing high-quality services. That looks and feels differently from community to community. We, are, you know, we have a lot of similarities with other hill country communities, from Kerrville to Fredericksburg to Bandera, but we're all different, right? We all have our niche that we uh, kind of capitalize on. I think for us in Bernie, we have great location. A lot of people want to be here because of a fantastic school district. A lot of people like being in a small town with unique charm and character, with great environmental aspects, but still be 25 minutes from the airport, 30 minutes from the airport. That is a huge asset for us. So location right there is a big check mark. Great school district, a big check mark. 
Uh, when I look at cities that are successful across the country, they have a couple of things. They have an outstanding park system. We have a great park system, but we have also a lot of other just great, unique outdoor spaces that may not even be city owned assets but still there's state parks around there's the nature center there's we have a great trail system the other aspect of a great community is a great school district we have that a third aspect is either a strong business climate or a great nonprofit climate and we have both of those in this community so we have all the great fundamental ingredients to create a great community and so my job, I see my role as, as making sure we enhance those opportunities, we capitalize on those opportunities, and we go about building great quality of life here in Bernie. That doesn't detract from that uniqueness that is Bernie. It's hard to characterize that to someone who's never been to Bernie, but once you've come here and you see the independent spirit that is here, but also at the same time, there's this collectiveness to be a part of a group to do great things on behalf of the community. That's pretty unique for a Texas community. I appreciate that understanding. And again, thank you for joining us on Bernie Radio 103.9. We're visiting with Ben Thatcher here today. And after the break, we're going to come back and really dive into how decisions are made. I think there is a long-term vision here that we're executing, but I want to understand how listeners and I can get involved and impact that plan. So as we come back from break, We'll learn more from Ben Thatcher with the City of Bernie. This is Justin McKenzie from Building Texas. Today's segment is brought to you by Das Greenhouse. Das Greenhouse is a business incubator launched here in Bernie to serve our local community. Das Greenhouse is a place where you can come to grow your idea. Our goal is to make Bernie accessible to people who are looking to grow a business, expand a business, or learn more about what's out there in their community and get involved. Visit us at dasgreenhouse.org or come by and visit us at 7 Upper Balconies Creek, Bernie, Texas. Welcome back to Bernie Radio 103.9. This is Building Texas, and we're sitting down with Ben Thatcher, the city manager for the city of Bernie. And before the break, we were talking about what really makes our community successful, what's setting the tone for the region that we're in and our role in that region. Ben, when you wake up in the morning, you can't decide to move to stoplights. So how do things get planned and projects get supported, whether that's funded or community involvement? Where does your everyday call to action come from? Right. So fantastic question. I think it starts right off with the city council, right? I have a great understanding with the city council that we're going to be very deliberate in our approach to providing city services. We're going to be very strategic. A lot of communities will, who may not tack their work from that angle, and they will be responsive to or reactive to things that happen, right? Oh, here's this opportunity. We need to go chase that. We need to go find money to go do that. I've told my city council that we are going to be master plan oriented. We have some master plans. That was another great uh, aspect that recruited me here that was attractive. I didn't want to come to a community that didn't understand that approach. And Bernie already had a lot of master plans in place. And so when you have master plans and you are deliberate about implementing those master plans, then that makes your job a little more focused on what what it is you're going to do. Now, how you go about creating those master plans is just as important. And uh, here with the city of Bernie, whether it's the parks master plan, the transportation thoroughfare plan, the economic development plan, all kinds of the library master plan, those all are generated with, with several recommendations 
that are just staff led. It's not like the staff said, hey, you know what? We ought to do this. It is driven by a lot of feedback from our residents, a lot of feedback from patrons, a lot of feedback from businesses, whatever the master plan focus is, we have a lot of what I call community engagement that leads into that, that creates the recommendations that ultimately are approved by city council into that master plan. So once we have those master plans approved, then I work with staff on an annual basis to understand, okay, which recommendations are we going to get done this year? What can we reasonably fund in the budget? And and then we put a plan of action, a business plan, so to speak, on how we're going to implement those recommendations. Sometimes certain master plans might take a decade to implement because they're expensive. Others we might be able to do in three to five years. The other key piece of that, you know, master plans is one aspect of it. The other piece that that I'm proud that we've been able to implement is a cadence of citizen survey, citizen surveys. We do those every two years. We do that to understand the satisfaction levels of our residents on the services they receive from from the city departments, but also to understand is there something we're missing? There's something they'd like us to do that we're not, that we've not considered. Uh, Those two things right there help us strategically figure out how to be very deliberate in our approach, really very precise on what we need to be offering to our community. So if I'm hearing you right, a person can be most involved in that master plan by responding to a survey. Absolutely. And getting active and hearing their voice or sharing their voice through the survey mechanism. Absolutely. In fact, most recently with the, um, the bond election that we had last year, we knew that we needed to move forward with a, some sort of capital bond program. That was the direction by the city council. They, uh, you know, some communities might appoint a resident-led uh, committee to identify those projects. And we talked about that possibility, but I told the city council, I go, we have all these master plans that have already been approved that we've not Im- implemented yet. So let's go through and look at these, all these recommendations, and you guys go through and put make your priority list at the same time i'm getting ready to do a citizen survey so let me um, do some gauging based on that survey feedback and and kind of align the two together that's what ultimately led the prioritization of which projects got proposed in that election last november that got a 64 percent approval rating so right there making that connection with that exercise on how to move projects forward for the voters approval build help build credibility transparency uh, great community engagement. We had several, you know, informational meetings where people, residents could come forward at council meetings and other meetings to ask questions about projects. Um, so I, f- I feel like the success of that election, that initiative was because of that connection to community engagement uh, through those citizen surveys um, and so forth. And that's how we're going to go about our work every year for the you know foreseeable future. So in, in our community, we've really grown rapidly in the last five years. I I think COVID drew a lot of people out of larger city centers and and into communities like ours around the state. How how do you engage and where do you encourage someone that's new here to go learn more about how the city of Bernie operates and if they live in the city of Bernie or maybe they live in the county? So yeah, you know, to that last point, you know, there's about 60,000 Bernie residents per the Bernie zip codes and only about 22,000 actually live in the city limits. So we know we have a larger community that people come to the city for information, come to us. Uh, they don't get all of our city's services, but they do. They are tourists, so to speak, or they conduct their business in town. So with new residents, um, all the time I'm, I'm sharing information uh, where we where we 
where as appropriate where we can. Um, I think my communications department does a great job on social media. We have several social media channels that they can follow. I oftentimes will recommend that they follow all of our channels. We have a news website that's a, tied with our city website so they can get you know real-time news as, as things uh, uh, pop. If, you, if anyone is really interested in know how Bernie works and how unique they are, you can go to the city uh, city website to the mayor's page, Mayor Richie's personal page on our website, and there's a link on the left that says, how do cities work? And they can go and, and learn all about, you know, how Texas uh, cities work in general. But then just scrolling around through our web page, you can see how we are uniquely different. Now, with all the growth that's happening in our area, we have a, a huge responsibility to balance that and manage that as best we can to sharpen the uniqueness that is Bernie to make sure that's not lost. The um, state of Texas is a pro-growth state. It's a property rights state. They are very proud to be the, I think it's, I believe it's the 10th largest GDP in the world. They have plans to be the 8th by the next legislative session. And in I mean, actually, I've heard someone throw out a goal of being the seventh by the next legislative session. So you mentioned all the the migration from urban centers across the country. We're seeing it from Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, but also California and Illinois and New York. And, and so people are trying to get to those smaller communities that offer high quality of life. And so we're already doing that. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah. So how do we balance that? How do we let people know what we stand for? So we're challenging my staff on how do we articulately do that from a more strategic uh, messaging so that people understand what it means to be a, a resident of Bernie. It's interesting you talk about the state having a goal. So here we are at the state legislator level. Then you work your way down through the hierarchy of government to the city. And really within the city of Bernie, you said 22,000 residents Bernie, but in the zip code, 60,000. So that means... You've got people living in the county surrounding the city. Help me understand and, and help us understand how does that balance? Where does the service line stop for the city and get picked up by the county? And how do you work together to make sure citizens are served appropriately? Yeah, yeah good question. So by state law, right, I'm kind of bound with the uh, with the revenue that we receive from our residents on how we can use certain revenues. Property taxes has to be spent within the city limits on those services that we provide. I can't just go and provide services to the whole county. Now, Bernie is unique. Kendall County is unique because Bernie is the only incorporated city in the whole county. There's a lot of other little, you know, other towns. Um, they don't have a form of government. They rely on the county to provide those services, law enforcement, fire protection. A lot of them have volunteer fire departments. But we're the only, the city of Bernie is the only paid professional um, department in Kendall County. So we augment that fire service in in the county for the for the county through an interlocal agreement. Um, an interlocal agreement is a contractual agreement between two governing agencies to provide them fire support on top of what uh, their volunteer departments may not be able to to provide. So that's an area where we we can do that. We look to collaborate and partner with other entities. We have a great partnership with the county sheriff's department for dispatch services. The city provides the dispatch services for the county for the sheriff's department. We provide it for Fair Oaks Police Department. We collaborate on animal control with Fair Oaks. Uh, We do things with the school district, um, uh, with our pool, and with the SROs. School resource officers, we're proud to you know, the school district's proud to be able to say they have a SRO in every campus. Well, the ones in the city limits, the school campuses in 
the city of Bernie are actually Bernie police officers, and they provide service to our police department in the summertime and when there's no, you know when there's holidays, school holidays. They help uh, with the department, and so we have you know an agreement on how that works out. So it's all about how can we add services or enhance services without duplicating efforts is really what it comes down to. I also heard you talk about there are volunteer roles in, in the city. So a way to get involved and a way to plug in is to volunteer to be part of city government. I see that on planning and zoning. Those are volunteers serving the community and really trying to stick to the vision of a master plan. I see it on the Board of Adjustments and and several other boards that are leading the community and executing what citizens of the past have asked us to to live by. How how can a listener understand what those opportunities are and maybe plug in and and find their role in their new city and in the city of Bernie? So we have several boards and commissions. You mentioned a few, Board of Adjustment, Planning and Zoning. There's a Library Advisory Board. There's a Visitor Center Board. Anyone who wants to be involved in any of those, uh, every year, I think each board member has a term of a year or two that's different for each, with each board. They can go to the city secretary's office on the website, and there's an application they can fill out to be involved, to be for the mayor or the city council to consider appointing them to a board. But even then, every now and then we have opportunities where things pop up where we might have a little subcommittee looking at something, and, and just so just reaching out to your city council person that represents your district or the mayor and let them know, hey, I, you'd like to be involved. Uh, they will take those names and, and consider those whenever there's a, an opportunity to help out. Thank you for joining us on Bernie Radio 103.9. We're here visiting with Ben Thatcher, the city manager for the city of Bernie. But I've learned so much from you today, Ben, about how city government works. And then I think the light bulb moment for me is that the state is saying we want to grow. The state is attracting people to this area and and not just the city centers. We are a rural county. We're still a rural lifestyle in a lot of ways. Balancing that desire of the state to be business-friendly pro-growth with our local desire of, hey, we really like our quality of life. How do you, as you build our local Texas, how, how do you balance that and ensure that we're hearing everyone? Right. That's that's the golden question. I think, you know, the city was in process of a, a much needed project when I got here. They were looking at modifying their whole development code and they, they implemented what we call the UDC, which is a unified development code. They looked at all their zoning and development ordinances, all their engineering requirements, and they updated those. Those hadn't been looked at in a long time. And so they they added things where, that were missing. They enhanced things that had been on the books for a long time that just needed to be updated. And so they, so I'm proud to tell you and anyone, any Bernie resident that we have an updated modern code that keeps into consideration the uniqueness of Bernie with our environmental characteristics, with the land uses we'd like to be associated or next to other land uses, and, and understanding that there is this growth factor that is pressed upon us by the state. And I don't want to call out the state specifically, but just because they're a property right state, if you have a lot of property that you want to use, you have the ability to maximize that uh, to the best of your ability. Cities can't get in the way. The only thing we can do is we can manage that. We can put some restrictions or regulations in place to get us what we think would help enhance the quality of life. And so that's what we focus on day to day. We're not going to make everyone happy. 
uh, you know, we're not going to make the development community happy. We're not going to make the people that don't want to see anything added or, or, or new growth come. So uh, the fact is, is, you know, I think the sweet spot's in the middle, and I think we're there. Um, I think now that TxDOT's made its improvements on the interstate, you're going to start seeing some growth, and hopefully we'll see it in a much different manner than what we'd seen previously. Well, Ben, thank you so much for spending time with us today on Building Texas. Bernie Radio 103.9. My last question for you today is, what are the bright spots ahead for Bernie that you're excited about? You know, I'm extremely bullish on on Bernie's future. I'm really excited about the bond projects that were approved. We're going to we're going to introduce a magnificent park that's going to be our signature park, you know, roughly 30 acres. It's going to have a little bit of everything for everyone. Needed practice fields, enhanced trail system, a signature playground for all abilities, playscape for, for youth uh, or children of all, all needs, the water feature. And then we're going to be doing these mobility project enhancements. That right there is uh, – been a long time in the making and the fact that we have voter approval we're implementing those plans we're going to be putting that forward in this next year's budget to get going on design work hopefully we'll be breaking ground on the second fire station next year i know we will it's just a matter of when and then as well as breaking ground on the park probably end of next year well ben thank you for the way that you're building texas and the impact that you're having here locally and statewide your career is taking you across several parts of the state and we're thrilled to have you and your family as citizens and neighbors in the city of Bernie. So thank you very much for how you're building Texas and joining us today on Bernie Radio. Thank you, Justin. Every week you'll learn more about what's being built so that you can understand the vision, find helpful resources, and know how to get involved. This is Building Texas, where we sit down with the most interesting people who are making an impact locally and statewide. Join us every Saturday at 930 right here on Bernie Radio. This is Justin McKenzie from Building Texas. Today's segment is brought to you by Das Greenhouse. Das Greenhouse is a business incubator launched here in Bernie to serve our local community. Das Greenhouse is a place where you can come to grow your idea. Our goal is to make Bernie accessible to people who are looking to grow a business, expand a business, or learn more about what's out there in their community and get involved. Visit us at dasgreenhouse.org or come by and visit us at 7 Upper Balconies Creek, Bernie, Texas.